0: Featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. It's the holidays. If you're single, you're really feeling it. Maybe you're totally sick of the dating apps, you're frustrated. You've had breakup after breakup, or you're in a relationship that just isn't serving you. Maybe you've gone through divorce. Wherever you're at, if you're not in that healthy, securely attached relationship, you're probably feeling frustrated. You might be feeling alone. And I get it. Maybe you are 30, or maybe you're even in your 40s or your 50s, and you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, by now. I thought I would have a partner. I thought I would be in a healthy, great relationship, and I cannot believe I'm not there yet. And maybe that realization is causing you a ton of pain and you're thinking to yourself, I have to figure this out. And maybe there's days where you avoid it or you pretend like you don't care or you're just gonna travel and hang out with your friends and then it'll be fine. But then there's moments where deep down you know you want to solve this part of your life. You really want a partnership. You want somebody to grow with. You want somebody who you love, who you can trust, who you can laugh with. You want that person that you can go on trips with and also just enjoy going to the grocery store. You want that supportive, securely attached partnership. And I hear you. I get it because that's where I was before i have done the work that i've done where i've developed the esl method focusing on applying attachment theory to your dating life and taking you through a transformational process where you can become the empowered securely attached version of you so that dating is fun You have everything you need to build a great relationship and at your core, you can build a great relationship with yourself. If you would like to take that step and you don't want to go into 2022 repeating the same dating patterns that you've had all throughout your life, you are ready to commit. You want to make the change. I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program. The link to apply is in my Instagram bio. It's also here in the show notes. This is the best time to join the program. January 1st, the price is going up. As with all things, we've been doing this now for two years, and with increased expense, we have increased costs. So... I do not want you to miss out on your opportunity to save big on the program, especially for those of you who have been on the fence. Maybe you've listened to the podcast for months, or maybe you just have been years waiting for the right moment to finally work on yourself and work on your your relationships. This is the time. <laughs> Join us now inside of the ESL program to get started. All you have to do is apply to the program. Once again, that link is in my Instagram bio at Dr. Morgan coaching on Instagram. It'll also be in the show notes. And I'm so excited for you to get off the dating roller coaster and step into that securely attached version of you who effortlessly brings in the relationships that she deserves. Hey, hey, I'm so excited to have this episode come out. This is going to be fun because I am taking your questions and I'm going to answer all of them. These questions came from a post that I did on November. Let me take a look here. I believe it was November 30th um, let's see. Yes. November 30th. And it was a real, this was on Instagram and I was talking about dating and I actually showed a screen recording of someone who's texting you the day, the day after your first date. And they're saying, I had such a great time last night. Hope you slept well. I want you to know I really appreciate you and I'm excited to get to know each other. And the point of the post is that, Hey, there are emotionally available men who exist, who would message you something like that, something like that or similar and that that is available to you and that that's what you are deserving of. And um, I did say at the bottom, I said, okay, tell me below, what questions do you have about dating? And then to be funny, I said, are we swiping left or right on guys with fish pics? Ideal first date locations, how to pace emotional investment. So those were some example questions I gave. And just to clarify y'all, maybe if you're not from Montana, or you're not from Minnesota, or Um, any of these places where the outdoor life, you know, Denver, Colorado, um, any of these places where the outdoors are a big deal, y'all on the dating apps, men holding up fish is just so common. It's like, okay, apparently that is like the only pictures that these men have it's just them holding up the fish that they caught. anyway, so that's why it's kind of funny of hey, are we swiping left or right on fish picks? So the funny thing is is I was like, okay, I'll just put this up and didn't expect a whole bunch. And then I started reading the the comments on this post and there were so many questions. there were also some really interesting interactions and reflections. Uh, towards that text and how people interpreted that, wow, the day after the first date, someone's sending you that text. So it was an interesting post and I wanna just answer the questions that came up. Let's do it. So here's the first one. It says, I went on two dates with a guy that I was enjoying getting to know. He brought me flowers on the second date. The next morning, he texted me and told me that he didn't really feel that we're a match. I was shocked and confused. His actions were opposite of his words. Can someone really know they aren't a match after two dates? So I did uh, respond to this and I said, I'm so sorry that this happened. It does sound confusing without more of an explanation from him. It is hard to know exactly what happened. But I did it, it is likely that it was at least partially connected to his lack of emotional capacity or an avoidant attachment style. So I want you all to know, if someone is, you know seeming that they're really engaged and then all of a sudden either they ghost or they tell you that they're just not interested, you have to be able to take this as really important data. And data that is showing you that, hey, they just don't have the emotional capacity. They don't have the ability to meet you where you are at. And knowing that you do deserve better, you do deserve someone who can reciprocate your investment. Okay, some of the other questions. This is what Bella says. She says, hey, hey there. So how can we tell if the guy has good intentions, what would be some of the first red flags? Okay. So let's just talk about this. You're early on. You went on a great date. You get that text the next morning of, Hey, had a great time. Hope you slept well. I'm excited to keep getting to know each other. What would be some red flags? Well, There's so many different things that could happen, but if we consider it, so some red flags would be the person pulling away, right? If they were to be emotionally distant and not interact with you, um, red flags would be wanting to see you every single day saying, Hey, you're so amazing, you know, love bombing, but instead of focusing on red flags, let's talk about green flags. What would some green flags be would be. Showing interest and saying, I'd love to see you again. When are you available? Right? So you can kind of mutually decide together when a good time would be to meet. And then emotional investment that is paced. That's not all at once. I'll talk more about that. So showing up to each date, allowing each other to earn one another's vulnerability. So this isn't like the third date you're getting their entire life story and all of their past relationships and what their biggest fear is now. And, um, you know, everything, all the details we've all been on those dates. Y'all know what I'm talking about where you're on the date and you're going, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I've only known you for two weeks or I've only known you for 48 hours. And here you are telling me your deepest, darkest secrets. I do not feel ready for this. So someone who is pacing their vulnerability with you, where you're talking about things and sure you're below the surface, but you're not at their deepest, darkest secrets. Um, More green flags would be someone who is open and honest with you about what they're looking for. And that if you bring up that conversation, that they're open to having it. So they'll be able to say, Oh, yeah, let's let's definitely talk about what we're looking for. Um, more more green flags would be someone who is self-confident, who who's able to not take themselves so seriously, someone who, you know, I, I think it's so funny. I know all of you can relate to this, but noticing how people treat Waitresses and waiters, or how they how they treat service staff. It matters. Are they kind to the people around them? Are they kind to you? You know, some other red flags. I've talked about this before, but people who struggle with intimacy will oftentimes use a lot of sarcastic humor or even, you know, funny, quote unquote put downs, like little jokes about you. Do they have the capacity to compliment you? And Mean it and show that they enjoy their time with you Right that really matters Um, You you want to be able to be what I call a love Scientist and keep gathering data and it's so important So, you know, this post was talking about the day after the first date It's so important for you to maintain neutrality You're not drawing conclusions of, ooh, this is the person for me. You're also not saying, ooh, this is not the person for me. You're in this state of neutral where you're committed to continue to gather the data, to continue to get to know the person. So that's where you want to be in the early stages of of dating. And then, yeah, there was another question on this post. and, And they said, please, tips on pacing. That would be so great. So tips on pacing i've I've already talked about it, but really importantly, you have to let people earn your emotional investment. You can't just go into a, a relationship and decide to go all in. You want to ensure that you like this person that you want to show up and build a relationship with them and you have to allow yourself to gather the data and What I mean by this is you have to start to notice how do you feel when you're with them, right? What is, do you feel emotionally safe? Can you talk about your day and have them tune into you and validate you and truly hear you? If you can't talk about how your day went and feel heard, you won't be able to talk about challenging things inside of the relationship. So start small, continue to gather the data, and you want to pace your investment. You know, in the past, maybe you were someone who wants to go all in right away. You think you met your your soulmate or your husband within a month of knowing someone. And, And the reality is, is you just don't have enough data to come to that conclusion, So putting on that, that white lab coat, becoming that love scientist, approaching it with this stance of neutrality. And, and you can acknowledge like, wow, I feel excited. I feel good. And I'm going to do reality testing. I'm going to acknowledge the reality here that, wow, I've known this person for one week. I don't have enough data to know that I'm going to fully emotionally invest. I'm going to put all my emotional eggs into this relationship basket. Don't put all your emotional eggs into a relationship basket until you have the data that that's what you want to do. Okay. So pacing is all about being able to do reality testing and intentionally emotionally invest. Okay. Okay. I'm going to answer a couple more questions. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Is there an efficient strategy to date in 2022? Because I'm tired of swiping. So there's one question. Then she says, what are the indicators of an emotionally available person? Ooh. All right. Let's go into those two. So you may have heard me say this before. Dating currently, you have to look at apps and websites, you know, whether it's match.com, you harmony, et cetera, the different sites that are out there. And then of course the apps, you all know Bumble. Um, why am I blanking now? Bumble. It's been a while. <laughs> I love it. It's been a bit for me. I'm like, okay, what are they? Bumble, hinge, tinder right even though we know about tinder's reputation that it's more about hooking up which could be true but also just depends on who do you connect with um anyways there's all the apps out and you have to see the apps as opportunity creation tools same with the websites so sites apps they are not relationship building tools their opportunity creation tools, meaning you can meet people that way. You can have the chance to connect with them. And you have to know that there is an abundance of people out there who would be so excited to date you. Your mindset is incredibly important. Go into it with an abundance mindset. Do not emotionally invest until you have met someone in person. Remember, pace your emotional investment. And then here's some of my best tips. You want to pace your energy investment as well. So that means maybe you start with a phone call or you start with a phone call and then a video call and then a coffee date and then an afternoon stroll in the park and then a dinner date and then an afternoon date, like pace your energy. You don't want to just say, oh, wow this person's great. I'm going to go spend my Sunday with them the entire day. Nope. You need to be able to spend small amounts of time together at first, and then gradually open yourself up to more and more energy investment. As you gather the data that supports you investing your energy. Okay, so so you're pacing it. And then this next question I want to, I want to answer as well, but, but I hope that helps with dating in 2022. Think of the apps as opportunity creation, and then make sure you are in abundance mindset and then just continue to pace your energy investment by gradually increasing the amount of time that you're spending with someone. Okay. The next question is what are the indicators of an emotionally available person emotionally available gotta love it right but so hot but the funny thing is if you have not rewired your brain to be attracted to emotionally available you won't think it's hot there's so many women inside of the ESL program who I meet with them and they'll say oh my gosh there are all these great men who are securely attached who are emotionally available. And you know what? And then they'll kind of like whisper, I was just never attracted to them before. So oftentimes I hear a lot of people before they've really rewired their brain for love. They'll say, Oh my gosh, there's just no men out there who actually want a relationship or who are actually emotionally available. They just don't exist the reality is is they do exist you're simply not attracted to them until you've rewired your brain to receive love and for you to be emotionally available yourself okay so anyways to notice someone who is emotionally available i want you to think about they're open to communicate with you they Can express how they feel. They make space for you to express how you feel. They want to spend time with you. They're curious about you. They desire to deeply know you, to understand you, to understand your past, to learn about different things in your life. Someone who is emotionally available will be able to navigate conflict with you, they won't run away from conflict. Um, you will be able to feel safe around this person. You can feel emotionally safe that you can just be yourself. You're not trying to hide things. You're not trying to cut off parts of yourself or to pretend that you're not struggling. Someone who's emotionally available allows you to show up as you are in their presence. So I hope that gives you some ideas, but once again, take a look in the mirror If you are not emotionally available yourself, even if you say you are, but you're not, most of this is unconscious. You will not be attracted to emotionally available people. Okay. The last part of the question was how many people should you date at once? Interesting. So I do get this question and what I will say is it depends on you. It depends on the kind of relationship you want. Some of the women I work with do feel comfortable with non-monogamy. I've worked with people who use polyamory as their relationship structure. So this is so unique. It depends on you. It depends on what kind of relationship you want to have. I'll, I'll say this, if you desire to be traditionally monogamous and your ultimate goal is to have one life partner and you desire to have that one person, right, that, that ultimately you want to share your life with one person as a romantic partner, then when you're in your dating phase, it will depend on how much data you've gathered and whether or not you feel comfortable um, emotionally investing into one person instead of many. So oftentimes early in, in people's dating experiences, they'll be comfortable with having multiple people at once that they're dating, especially my anxiously attached folks. This can help you because you're learning, wow, okay, there is an abundance of people. I don't have to just put one person on a pedestal and throw all my energy at them. There are so many people out there who would be excited to build a relationship with me. So my anxiously attached folks dating multiple people in the beginning will help you. However, if your ultimate goal is to be with one person, at some point, you have to intentionally decide to become exclusive with one person. And obviously if you are dating multiple people, you have to also have the ability to communicate about this with the people you're dating, right? So you have to be willing to have the, define the relationship talks where you're honest and saying, yeah, you know, I'm not exclusive with you. I'm seeing other people and I'm open to becoming exclusive. Let's revisit this conversation, right? You have to be willing to have that conversation as you're building the relationship. Okay. So I hope that was helpful. The next thing I want to answer, let's see. Yeah, this was interesting. So this, I'm going to end on this. I'm going to end on this, this comment. Um, from Westchester Vintage, she says, Hold on, I agree with 90% of the content of the two texts. And remember, the text was like, I had a great time last night. I hope you slept well. And then the second text was, I appreciate you and I'm excited to continue to get to know you. But then, so then this person says, But hey, it's a first date and you don't really know each other. The really appreciate you part is confusing. How do you really appreciate someone that you just met? Appreciate them for what? So here's what my gut says. The person who wrote this comment probably has some avoidant attachment strategies, not calling them out, just a potential observation because what it's telling me is that that kind of interaction early on feels feels like too much to them. And here's the reality. Uh, it is vulnerable to tell someone that you appreciate them. And we don't have the context. Who knows what happened in this fictional first date that I made up, right? Maybe you had a really tough day at work. And you showed up kind of off and your first date was like, Hey, I hear you that you, that you had a really tough day at work. Right. And they were showed that they were supportive. They held space for you. Right. Maybe they did that on the first date. That's a fine first date topic. You're talking about your day. Right. Um, So we, we don't know the context, but, Hey, you can express appreciation for someone that you just met. Um, now if this person had texted, it's the, you know, after the first date and they say, I so appreciate you. I can't believe women like you exist. You're all I've ever wanted. You're my dream girl. Let's run away to Jamaica together and get married. You know, I'm exaggerating. Right. But if they were all in like that, now that would be concerning, but Here's what I want you to realize. If you're like this person who commented, if you're receiving compliments or you're you're receiving someone acknowledging you or expressing appreciation and boom, your red flag signals going up, you may be lacking some emotional availability yourself and you may have some fears of intimacy So you want to be able to learn to accept when people want to be close to you or when they want to express appreciation. That's part of, part of dating. This is always mind blowing to people. Part of dating is just learning that, Hey, it's safe to be close to someone and it's safe to accept love. It is safe to accept love. Many of us have spent so much time trying to get love. Like try so, so hard. You have to work so hard. You have all these beliefs about who you're supposed to be and, you know, what you're supposed to look like and just all the ways you're supposed to be in order to get love. But then if you actually get it and it's available to you, so many of you push it away, you sabotage it. So this person who commented or people, people like this person, might find themselves not feeling comfortable with acknowledgement or with intimacy. Okay. So just something to think on, something to think on. And that's all I have time for. I just really want to acknowledge you all, all of the listeners. Do you realize this podcast is approaching 1 million listens? That blows my mind. Holy cow. Um, when I first put this out, I remember thinking, well, I hope at least 10 people listen. That'd be great. You know, the first few episodes, it's like, Hey, just, you know, 10 people listen, that would be awesome. And now we average about four to 6,000, some, some episodes, 8,000 listens per episode. You all blow me away. This community, I appreciate you. You are why Every single week, I make sure that there's new content because I want you all to continue to grow, to get the resources. Um, and I just I just want to let you know, I appreciate you. Thanks for being part of this community. Thanks for when I ask for questions that you, you let me know what it is that, that you need help with because you all are why I do what I do. So it helps me when I know what it is that you need to hear. And then I do want to just ask if you haven't done so, if you could just take 90 seconds and leave a written podcast review, that would mean a lot on Apple Podcasts. When you leave a written review, that's the best way to help people find the podcast. So, as we're getting closer to that million listens, help your girl out here. Have uh, 90 seconds set aside where you can go and just leave an Apple Podcasts review. You could do it right now. Just grab your phone, go to the Apple Podcasts icon. You just find the podcast and go leave a review. All right, y'all. I appreciate you. I hope that you're having a lovely December season. I hope that if you missed out that you can know that it's still there you can still go to the successful women great relationships facebook group you can request to join that facebook group and you can see the 5 day move to secure attachment challenge that that just happened so go check that out and actually as today is the 15th, guess what? We're only three days in, so you haven't even missed it. You can go to the Successful Women Great Relationship Facebook group. Join that group. You'll see the uh, days, the 13th, the 14th, all those videos will be in there. Get caught up. Join us in this challenge so that you can move towards secure attachment. Get off the dating roller coaster for good. I want that for you. So come join us in the Facebook group. I would love to have you there. All right, y'all. I appreciate you. I'm wishing you high self-worth, great relationships. Until next time. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you.